Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, podcast 186. This podcast will probably be super short. All I have is sort of a preview of an iOS game I've been playing called World of Warriors. And there's a few cool things to talk about in the news section, which came out of BluesCon. And that's all I have for this time. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So I have a pretty interesting free-to-play game for iOS called World of Warriors. It does have some technical issues, so I haven't played it very much. I've played maybe about, I would say, an hour. I, I think I'm just barely getting to the end or just finished the tutorial. So I haven't had a lot of time with it. One of the issues was when I first tried to play, it wouldn't load correctly. So I just sat there for like, two or three minutes waiting for it to load, stopped the app, tried to load it again, stopped it again, restarted my phone, and then it finally worked. In the two times I've played since then, it hasn't had that issue, but it does seem kind of slow to load. There are kind of a lot of loading screens because they happen between each battle and very, very briefly in between everything you do. So anytime you're like changing a screen, it's kind of a slow transition. Part of that, I think, might be due to the fact that I'm on an iPhone 4, and now I think their iPhone 6 is out, so I'm getting quite behind in technology. And with this game, it's really starting to show. The game is kind of slow to run, and that sort of messed me up a bit, but I'll talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes. The game is basically a quick-time-rendered battle between two teams where you'll have one person from your team on the battlefield at a time, and you'll have a basic attack and then sort of like a super magic attack that they do. With each attack, or I suppose spell, since some of the characters can heal, you'll have this quick time event, and there are different kinds of events. The basic attack will put a sword up at the bottom, and the line will go across, and you have to tap like at the optimal point along the blade. And with, like, a fireball spell, there'll be a circle where you want to hit, and then a bigger circle will sort of zoom in on the smaller circle, and you want to tap on the phone when the circles are closest together. Things like that. So it's sort of a very cool 3D animated, very cartoonish and stylized characters battling it out, one versus one, but as a three-person team. So part of that is sort of strategically picking which characters have abilities that match up well with others. It's not too complicated. They're each aligned to one element, and there are four elements, and one element will be stronger against another element. And it'll show a little picture so you know which which element is strongest against which one. And some powers will affect, like, everybody on the team. Like, pretty early on, you get sort of a special character that does a fireball attack, which does a lot of damage to the person they're fighting, but also has sort of AE damage against the 
other people on the team. So it's very interesting. I didn't get to see any of the sort of collection aspects about collecting the characters. There are tons and tons and tons of different characters. I did very briefly glance at sort of the character screen, I guess you could say. Looks like there are several different, I guess, um, categories or time periods that they're from. And there's like four for each one. And there was a bunch of different categories. So I have like four characters. There's just a ton of characters. But it seemed like there were plenty of characters. And once you were able to start collecting them, things could get very interesting. Also, as they do battles, they do sort of get experience. And that experience will allow them to level up. And leveling up is basically you put them into a training mode. And that's either time-based or you can use a special in-game currency thing to unlock their, their level immediately. The game is very heavily energy-based limited. They call it food. But so far, I only have a rating of 10 food total. And it seems like each battle takes up 2 or 3 food. So even though I haven't played you know, as much as I could each time, it seems like I could only play maybe a half dozen or so times before I'd be out. And I'd have to, you know, wait real world time. As I said, the game does seem kind of slow on my phone. So I didn't do any research as to what it would take to unlock more time. Or possibly, you know, unlocking it permanently. But it does seem pretty limiting in that regard. As I said, the graphics are really good. They are kind of stylized 3D characters. I suppose you could relate them to something along the lines of sort of early 64-bit systems, something like Super Mario World for the Nintendo 64 or something like that. These sounds are pretty good from what I recall. I don't recall if you could play your own podcast while playing or not. I think it was that you couldn't. As I said, though, this one is kind of tough for me to get a really solid opinion on it because I think my phone is underpowered for what it would take to really run this game well. So it could be that those loading screens are much longer because, you know, I've got an underpowered phone. And it could be that a lot of the battles that I fight that I'm kind of losing are based on the fact that, you know, because my phone is underpowered, it's not reacting quite as quickly as it should. Like when I tap, you know, somewhere on the screen because of the animations it's running, it might be getting delayed. So that's kind of hard to tell kind of a little bit frustrating to see that you're doing a weak attack each time when you know you thought you got it right on every time but it is free to play so I'd recommend if anybody out there is sort of interested in sort of a team-based kind of collection quick time battle kind of game you might want to check it out because it's free so there's really no reason not to just takes download time and a little bit of time to preview and get through the tutorial but I think it looks pretty cool and it seems to have quite a bit of promise outside of the fact that it it looks like it's heavily energy slash real world time-based limited which is kind of disappointing because it looks like quite a bit of fun
So this last weekend was BlizzCon. Sadly, in another year, I didn't get to go and check it out in person. Because I did get some MVP love, I did get a virtual ticket, though, so I could watch it online, which was pretty cool. I guess they are starting to let anybody look at some of this stuff online free, but I got to look at all the things. The big announcement for Hearthstone was that sometime in December, they didn't say when, they're going to launch their first official expansion, Goblins vs. Gnomes. They're adding a new sort of minion identifier called Mech. And many of the Goblin or Gnome cards that are being added will either affect Mechs or be affected by Mechs. So it's kind of this cool new mechanic that isn't really a new mechanic because it was there before. It was kind of limited to beasts. Nobody else really sort of modified or was modified by beasts. But this whole expansion of 150 plus cards is going to be based around mech or in theory. I don't know if, you know, every single card will be mech or based on mech. It, it could be they have a bunch of cards that are mech and then a bunch that are just kind of generic old school kind of cards. But I wouldn't be surprised if at least half of the expansion cards were based around the new mech type. Boosters will be sold for the same price as existing boosters. So when you go to purchase boosters, either through real world money or gold, you'll be asked, you know, which kind of booster do you want? Do you want, you know, the original basic set or the new goblins versus gnome set? The crafting material of arcane dust is still going to be just arcane dust. So if you have a bunch saved up or, you know, you want to dust new cards to get dust to craft cards, you'll be able to craft cards from either set. And that's something I've always been saying ever since, you know, way back in beta when we first heard about crafting. I was always predicting that people can, you know, stockpile up dust and then just basically buy the new expansion with dust when it comes out. I'm sure probably not a lot of people will be able to do that because that is quite a few cards. But it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of people had, you know, plenty of dust around. I haven't been able to play lately much myself, so I don't have a whole lot in terms of resources, but I should be able to get, you know, half a dozen boosters and be able to craft a few cards pretty much right when it comes out. And again, it's not coming till December, so I would guess that probably means about a month from now. The other and much bigger news which came out of BlizzCon was that they announced a brand new IP. Totally new, not based on anything else. New world, new lore, new characters, new everything. The game is called Overwatch, and it is being put into sort of this team shooter category that a few other games are in right now. It is basically a first-person shooter game, but it's team-based in that you have, I think it was a six-person team on each side, and what you're doing is always going to be sort of a goal-slash-objective-based game. So in one game, you might be playing offense, and you're supposed to go take this thing and make sure the thing gets to a particular spot on the map, whereas the other team will be defenders, and they're supposed to you know prevent you from getting to that point before the time in that match runs out. And I'm super, super excited about it. It's been a very long time since I've cared about a PvP shooter, pretty much because of the reason for exactly what they said during the presentation, 
they don't like, you know, games where you'll get killed by somebody with a knife, you know, half the map away for no reason, and you don't even know where they are. You know, I've always hated that kind of stuff. And even with Destiny, where I like the game overall, you know, I don't like the PvP because the PvP just seems like it's it's really map knowledge based and you run around a quarter and you have like one second to shoot somebody or less. And, and that to me just isn't very interesting. So Overwatch looks really, really interesting and cool because they're going for what they're calling longer uptimes. So it'll take a little bit longer to kill the characters when you find them. It's not just going to be, you know, who can twitch faster and shoot the other person, you know, once and then they're dead. It's going to take a little bit more to kill somebody. And again, you know, it's team-based. So there is an objective, there is a goal, there is sort of this shifting thing that your team is going to want to keep track of and you're going to want to build a strategy around. And also being team-based... They don't have characters which just focus on, you know, killing the other characters. They have characters which are, you know, support-oriented. Like one character they have, I believe his name is Thornbjorn. He is sort of this engineer dwarf. He doesn't even really do any first-person shooter combat at all. He pretty much just makes a turret and buffs the turrets. And he can go around and one thing they showed was he can drop armor which the other characters can pick up. So he's entirely support. So somebody who might want to play this kind of game with their friends who's not very good at shooters, they could play, you know, a character like this. Or another character they showed off which is not as shooter oriented. It's called Mercy. And she can fly around which is kind of rare. A few characters can fly. And she also has this main ability where she'll heal any teammate that she's sort of targeting. So she's basically pretty much a healer. She can do a little bit of shooting with a pistol, but basically her primary abilities all revolve around healing. She'll heal with a beam weapon. She'll heal by resurrecting people with her ultimate. She has a sort of special flying movement ability where you can target somebody and then zip over to where they are really fast and sort of give them a buff. So again, you know, if you're not very great at shooters, you have an option to, you know, play as a support character and, you know, help out your teammates and not focus so much on the shooting. So this seems really, really interesting to me. I haven't been into a PvP-based game since Tribes 1, like 15 years ago. Because again, I, I just don't like randomly getting killed from half the map away for, you know pretty much no reason because I have no idea where the guy is that killed me and whatnot. Something like this where it's a team-based goal and, you know, characters are going to stay up a little bit longer. And it's not just about, you know, who can react faster when you come around the corner. Something like this looks really, really interesting to me. I'm really super excited to see how it turns out. The graphics look really amazing. It looks like sort of a high-quality computer-animated cartoon. And the initial cinematic they showed to sort of present the movie with is basically a really short Saturday morning cartoon. So, you know, that is that sort of cool team of superhero high action style. And yet, you know, the battles aren't over in two seconds. You know, they're fighting and they're, this character is getting a little bit of an advantage on this character and then they get supported and then this other character gets a little bit of an advantage. So it's all very, very cool looking 
And there's a lot of story and a lot of interesting lore built into sort of each map. One kind of odd thing is that they aren't going to have any sort of single-player campaign, which is kind of weird for a Blizzard game in particular, but just kind of weird in general. I guess they're saying that the primary story will be sort of told by the maps and the lore based around that. And they didn't want to limit people to, you know, these are the good guys, these are the bad guys, and you have to play them opposite. They wanted people to be able to choose, you know, whatever hero they wanted. So I get that. That that makes a lot of sense. It sounds like what they're going to do is sort of have more of that cinematic presentation in terms of story to sort of have maybe this backing of sort of a Saturday morning cartoon about all these characters. And that's where you'll find out, you know, the story behind the characters. At the convention, they did show off sort of a animated backstory of one of the characters. It was sort of like 2D animation, but kind of like motion graphics, I guess you could call it, where, you know, she'll move around the screen just a little bit or the, the background will sort of move a little bit. So they might go with something like that as well. They didn't announce any kind of payment model for it, but I would guess it's probably going to be a free-to-play model like they're doing with Heroes, where they sort of have, you know, this free rotation of who you can play each week. And if you want to unlock that hero permanently, you know, you pay a small bit of money, like 5 or 10 bucks, or use in-game currency. Something like that really would not surprise me at all, because it would fit really well with sort of this design and this style of game. But I am currently still an MVP, so I do expect whenever it is that they get into sort of those early phases where they let friends and family in, I will get in, you know, pretty much as soon as possible. And they said the game is coming much sooner than we think. But, you know, for Blizzard, that probably means, you know, less than a year away, but it still could be quite a ways away. I would guess we probably won't see any kind of alpha that I might get in until probably February or March at the soonest. And I would guess that sort of the general public beta probably wouldn't be until like maybe six or eight months from now. So probably, I would guess maybe next summer. But I don't know. I'm sure we'll get more news about it pretty quickly because it was received rather well. The crowd kind of went nuts, as it were, when it was shown. So I think everybody is very excited about it. And in regular news, Dragon Age Inquisition, Far Cry 4, and Little Big Planet 3 are all due out Tuesday the 18th. Hearthstone Goblins vs. Gnomes is due out sometime in December. We don't have a date yet. And Destiny's first downloadable content slash expansion, The Dark Below, is due out on December 9th. And that's it for the news. When I was 21, it was a very good year. It was a very good year for city girls who lived up the stair with perfumed hair that came undone when I was 21. And that's it for this week's Rabbit's Rumblings. I'll probably close out pretty quick. I've been pretty sick lately, 
As you can probably tell, I sound a little bit funny. My throat has been pretty trashed, and I've been pretty congested. Mostly I've just been coughing quite a bit, so my throat is really rough and my lungs feel congested and icky. I did get a chance to check out Puzzle to the Center of the Earth's pricing model on unlocking more lives. It was $1 for 3 extra lives, or $5 to basically permanently unlock the game and get unlimited lives. So it does seem like a really fair deal. I guess I shouldn't have been so quick to judge it last time. Because that seems totally reasonable. I've probably played maybe two hours or more already, and that's, you know, certainly worth five bucks if I had the five bucks to spend. You know, it certainly seems like a game worth spending the money on to, you know, permanently unlock it. It is still super difficult. I have only gotten a couple of levels into the second area. So the second area is significantly tougher. But it's quite a bit of fun if you are into sort of a puzzle game. It does take quite a bit longer to do each level, you know, once you get to that second section. So it's maybe not a toilet game, as they say, where, you know, you can play for one or two minutes and that's it. Seems like it's going to be a a little bit longer of a game once you get to those higher levels. Maybe a, a waiting in the line for a bus or something. But I guess that's it for this week's Rabbit's Ramblings. Turkey Day is coming up in a few weeks, so hopefully everybody will have a good Turkey Day if for some reason you don't hear my podcast before then. But hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye. Aha! I have done it! Behold the absolute power of Wilfred Fizzlebang, Master Summoner! You are bound to me, demon! Trifling no! Your arrogance will be your undoing! But I'm in charge of you! You pay the rocks, you pay the rocks, and it's all lord of the burning legion! You pay the rocks, you pay the rocks, and it's all lord of the burning You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbits ramblings dot html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B, number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.